Hello, hello. Welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You, y'all. I'm your host, Justin. And I got to tell you, man. Excuse me. Uh, I'm really, really, truly having a good day, man. A very, very good day, man. Very productive in a lot of ways. I still got some work that I got to do. But I'm a, I know one thing. I'm going to hit this gym. You know what I'm saying? I got something I know, bro. I got to hit this gym. After I uh, finish up this quick, you know, podcast, man. But I wanted to talk to the spiritual side, to the Christian side today. You know what I mean? Not leaving anybody else out for anybody that, you know, don't believe in God. And, you know, I've said it on many occasions, man. My one true wish for people in that regard is that they come to, you know, um believe in Jesus. You know what I mean? That's my wish. I know that it's not going to um, happen with everybody, but man, I'm telling you, life is a lot better with Christ, in my opinion. And, you know, in some ways, it's a lot worse, not to scare anybody away, but to be transparent, man. You know, but well, I don't want to say life because life is the, the source that sustains you and life get a bad rep. I would rather say situations in life and the people in your life, those relationships can get worse. You know what I mean? You got some people that will look at you like you got a third eye. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's all good at the end of the day because for me. Like the Bible says, have a reason as to why you believe, man. It's it's just, you know, too much proof for me. Too much proof. You know, I can't believe that because we don't or we weren't there in the beginning that words that were written thousands of years ago couldn't still be true you know what I mean because if you use that same logic what can we really believe about the people that came before us that you know were here thousands of years you know what I mean like did they really actually exist and some of them man like some of the people that existed they don't really have any like outside sort like not a lot of put it that way They don't have a lot of outside sources to confirm whether or not, you know, it's true that they actually existed, man. And yet we still believe that they did exist because of the little proof that we have. Meanwhile, you know, as far as for God, as far as for Jesus, you got outside sources talking about him. Some people didn't believe he was who he say he was, but the fact that they 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 acknowledge that he really did exist is good enough for me. I mean, you got that right now. You got people that have died within the 1900s that, you know, some people that, that knew about him say, yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people were crazy about that person, but me personally, I don't really, I don't really see what the hype about him was. You know what I mean? And so, like, it's the same thing. But at the end of the day, You can't deny that that person didn't exist because there's proof about it. There's pictures. There's people that 
are outside of his family that have relationships with him, that, you know, spoke about him and written about him. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that's not really what I wanted to get into. But it's just something that's very interesting that, you know, I like to talk about. I really love talking about, you know, the proofs. But at the end of the day, I know that it ain't really about the proof if a person just don't want to live that lifestyle. And you're not forced to live that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, just leave it like that, man. I think that it'll be a lot better. Not that you're catering to them, but more so like you have to know when to. <laughs> I can't believe I'm ready to say this. Kenny Rogers. So, yeah, I know when to fold him, man. You got to know when to hold him. You know what I'm saying? You got to know when you got when it's time to play that hand, man. You know, <laughs> oh Kenny Rogers, man, that man like a thousand years old. He's still alive and kicking, man. But uh, you know, um, yeah. What I really wanted to talk about was basically, man, just being obedient, man. I'm, I'm silly today, y'all, man. I just I'm just really feeling good. I'm in a good mood. I'm really enjoying myself, man. Today has been a blessing, man. And tomorrow, oh my gosh, I got to go back to work. This is my day off, y'all. I don't want to go back to work, man. <laughs> I just don't, man. I just don't. But you got to do what you got to do to pay these bills, you know what I mean? So with that being said, man, like, you know, at the end of the day, I tell you, man, being obedient to God, I mean, we all know it comes with blessings, right? But sometimes we, we might feel uncomfortable for the things that God is asking us to do, right? And sometimes the stuff that he's asking us to do will cause us to even question whether or not it is God that we're listening to. And it is. Today I went to go see Creed 3. It was an absolutely great movie. You know what I'm saying? I very, very much so enjoyed it, man. A couple of times I had to look around because I done got, you know, tangled up in the movie, tangled up in what I was watching, man. I'm all, yeah, get him, get him. Like, no, nah, he should have hit him right there. You know what I mean? Like, so I was all up into it, man. You know, I was in the mix. I was in the mix. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad that I was obedient to God. And why would God have me to go and see that movie? Well, it was a message that he wanted me to hear. And I heard it loud and clear. You see, people, sometimes when we're following God, the road doesn't look like what we expect it to. But it's still nonetheless the road that God wants us to go and travel on. You know what I'm saying? Everything, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, Whew. these allergies, man, um, got my big thousand dollar soda, you know what I'm saying, yes sir, I'm gonna drink that, <laughs> why soda so expensive at the movie theater, man, like it's so crazy, man, gracious, man, but uh, back to what I was saying, I mean, somebody need to really check that out, man. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Because it ain't like you're drinking a special type of... Like, the same flavors and the same brands you can get from other places, right? Why is it so expensive, man? 
you know. I think I might do what like like my uh, ex wife um, did, man. You know, um, and I truly do believe that she helped get Steak and Shake in um, our part of Virginia, man. I truly do believe that, man. You know, uh, shout out to her courage, man. But um, well, shout out to God who who gave her that courage. Thank you. That's a better one. That's a better way to look at it. But um, just acknowledging the truth. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, like the things that God had me to do today led me to people that I ended up talking about the Lord with, and I really didn't see the connection beforehand. But that line of thinking is to imply that God owes me an explanation and he doesn't. He's God. I'm the created. It's because of his love and kindness that I even exist and have the life that I have been blessed with. But back to the story, man, like I was just doing what God had me to do. And because uh, like like really when I was in the house, I was tired. I didn't really want to go out. I was kind of like debating and, you know, like, it was like, man, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is okay, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just really ready to just relax, man, just stay at home, chill. I was going to work on some stuff for my graphic design business, which I still have to complete, but that, even that in itself is a good thing, man. I'm doing stuff that'll bring me in money. Outside of my job. And, um, you know, like. And and hopefully helping people, though. You know what I mean? Um, because, again, when I when I get a client and, um, you know, he tells me what he want. I try my best to do exactly what he asked for, because in my business, that's what you want. And if you if it is a good surprise. I mean, if it is a surprise, you want it to be a good surprise. You know what I mean? You want it to actually, at best, exceed his expectations, at the least meet his expectations. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board, and that can be frustrating because sometimes you're dealing with clients that don't articulate in a way that, you know, you can understand it. Um, what they're looking for, or you can misinterpret the uh, direction that they're going for. So, you know, you know, it has its ups and downs, but the thing I like about it is I'm working for me, my legacy, um, and walking is something that I often talk to my kids about. Well, they're not kids, they're grown now, but, you know, still. You know, I want to be an example. I want to just be one of those parents <clears throat> that says, do as I say, not as I do. I really want to live that, you know, same way or walk with integrity. And with that being said, man, you know, again, me being obedient to God, you know, I was like, man, you know, I was, you know, I went out and I bought me a couple of hats. I really love my fitty caps, y'all. I really do. I love them, love them, love them. But I have not been buying them 
as of late because, you know, it's just about being financially literate and being disciplined, basically what it boils down to, you know, because, you know, I remember a time where I felt like I had to get a certain hat or I had to get some shoes and part of me kind of feels like I'm making up for the times that I couldn't really spend like that because my kids were young and we had all of these responsibilities and money just was just going everywhere. And, um, you know, so kind of like me, this me time, this is daddy's time now. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that I was obedient. You know, I'm glad that I was obedient. So I, I got to talk to somebody about something that they were going through and God gave me wisdom. And me at the time, I was like, well, you know, first of all, I have nothing to do with that conversation. You know, how, like you might be standing somewhere and you out in public and somebody's having a conversation and it just start to tickle your ears. So, you know, unintentionally, you don't want to like pry, but it's like, man, you know, after a while, like, hey, you know. Uh, let me let me hop in this. Well, a lot of times you don't hop in it, but you can hear what they're talking about. But, you know, it was just like, man, you know, excuse me, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't really trying to get into your conversation, but, you know, I heard you say X, Y, and Z. And if that is true, <clears throat> may I be able to say something? I find it to be, you know, very... Um, be very powerful and, um, you know, basically like just, uh, charitable to be charitable. Look at me. <laughs> uh, but I find it very, very encouraging, uh, towards the other person to be engaging with you as if you ask them first before you just like start speaking. And I know a lot of y'all probably think, Oh, well, you know, that's just common sense. Well, in my younger years, it wasn't so common for me. Not that I hadn't heard it, but, you know what I'm saying, like, not really thinking about it, just going through the motions, man. I just, I would just say stuff, you know. And, you know, I remember one of my homeboys, you know, like, hey, man, you know, you you always put in your mouth or something. You know, but that's one thing I like about my friends is because um, at the end of the day, I'm thankful that we checked each other. We didn't just... You know, like, just let you just go the way you're going. We would talk to you. You know what I mean? Now, if it gets to a point where we've been talking and talking and talking, well, all right, okay. Well, you got it, Hancho. Go ahead, F.A. Go on, do your thing. And we just let you have it. You know? And at the end of the day, you can't be mad because we didn't already talk to you. And we're not doing it like they do nowadays, man. Just trying to post everything on Facebook. You know, this is before, excuse me, Facebook, but... Even after Facebook, man, if we get together, man, it stayed within the crew. You know what I'm saying? Or certain things, you know, you couldn't tell the certain people that had big mouths. Everybody knows somebody that got a big mouth. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you keep them out of it. Or you might not say something to the person that normally tends to jump to conclusions. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like at the end of the day, man, you got to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Because people are people, man. You know what I mean? But I just feel so, so blessed. In itself, like, you know, it didn't mean that I had to find a $100 or, you know what I mean, like the gas that I had in my tank 
took me farther than it normally did. You know what I mean? Like, just the fact to be able to, like, talk to people. And be a blessing, man. Like, I really feel like the lady that I was talking to was actually kind of relieved, man. You know what I mean? And she, she took ownership for her part in the conversation that we was having. And the reason why I'm not talking about that, you know, the stuff that we talked about, because it's not my business to be putting out like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but some people, man, like they do have that. Um, I don't know if it's, if you want to call it being relaxed or comfortable, but it's just like, man, they're too comfortable with just telling other people business. And they never even said, hey, man, you know, do you give me permission to say this and that? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, um, a lot of troubles, a lot of beefs have started because of that, man. And that person might not want to accept that they're the reason why this beef is going the way it is. But that's the truth. You know what I mean? You didn't do your part. And it's all pride. But you know what I mean? Like that was one instance, man. And, you know, helping other, you know, uh, other couple people out, man. That was very beautiful, man. And, uh. It was amazing. I was getting gas. And um, just a lady saying, you know, God bless you. You know what I mean? A person, a person just, you know, um, saying God bless you, man. It really blessed me, man. Like I said, I didn't I didn't find like a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like my gas didn't take me in my car farther than it normally does. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. As far as that happened, but at the end, you can still see God's hand, his presence. And what I'm getting at is I was tired, man. And I know God is merciful and he's been so gracious to me and he's gracious to all of us. You know what I mean? And I know that that wouldn't have been a sin that would be weighty enough to carry me to hell. Thank you, Lord. Or to be not forgiven. You know what I mean? But I'm so thankful that I was obedient, man. And it blessed my soul, man. Like, again, I didn't... You know, I guess the reason why I'm continuously saying over and over I didn't find $100 or my gas or whatever is because I really want to drive home that not all the times the financial side or... You know, like the material side will outweigh, you know, just the 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 feeling that you get for knowing that from from knowing that you did what God wanted you to do. I feel like I, I got a million dollars in my bank account right now. I feel like I'm driving a Bentley, even though I'm not. But I just feel great. And I am pleased to know that I pleased God. And that's an awesome feeling for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't um, take this for granted, man. And, it, and it's just like <clears throat> my courage, man. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow. And, uh, you know, y'all people just like me, man, y'all know exactly where I'm going with that courage part. Because some days you feel very courageous and other days you just don't. You know what I mean? You, you know, sometimes you, you, you ask yourself, like, man, what happened? 
They were like, yesterday I was feeling real good, man. I was feeling good all week, man. I felt like I was invincible. What happened? You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, the wisdom that I got is, man, it's dependent on you. You can actually feel confident all the time. It's just the things that you entertain mentally, right? Sometimes things happen, whereas, like, for, for me, uh, here's, a, here's an example that I use because a lot of people are going through this right now. You lost your job, right? Maybe you were making a lot of money. And, you know what I'm saying, because of the times now, you know, where a lot of stuff is going towards automation and a lot of stuff is going towards um, fewer human workers, more, you know, AI, you know, or um, just technological advances, rather. You know what I mean? So... Sometimes you can really, sometimes you can really feel like, especially in times like that, man, like, you know, when you lost your job, man, and you got your house, you got little ones that are depending on you, your wife not working, everybody's depending on you, man. I'm going to tell you right now, man, go to God first and hard. Seek him, man, with all that is in you, with all your might. Seek him. You know what I'm saying? And and I know it's a difficult time and that in the back of your mind, almost like it's on the side, it's almost like, like, like it's in your ear. You'll be almost to the point where you physically can hear your doubts, which are your own negative thoughts, right? Or sometimes, you know, like I said, I'm talking to the spiritual side, right? Sometimes there are thoughts that are sent by the enemy. And it's not, well, no matter, no matter how you look at it, it's not based in 100% reality. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a time really when God has failed me, man. That's my truest testimony. I can't think of a time, honestly speaking, where God has failed me in my life. I can't think of a time. There's times I'm supposed to have been dead. There's times I'm supposed to have been like, you know, like, I mean, when I say dead, I mean, I'm supposed to be murdered. People have made death threats against me. Both knowingly and unknowingly. I have a dream about something that was supposed to happen. And everything except that thing that was supposed to happen happens that day. And the interpretation of the dream before it ends is, you know, God is protecting me from this. It was a guy that, you know, um, I went to school with, we were tight. You know, it was kind of cool, man. You know, we never really had no beefs. And um, hopefully this will save somebody else, man. Um, we we're getting ready to go. And uh, well, it's two stories, actually, man. But this one story, man, like me and my homeboys, man, I was doing wrong, man, at the time, man. I was selling drugs. You know what I mean? I was. 
I really had no reason to be out there because I did have a job. I had a mom and a good support system. You know what I mean? But um, because I was stuck in my own head, I didn't understand how much of a good support system that I had. I was looking for perfection as far as my whole support system goes. And I'm not even perfect. And on top of that, because this was deep down within my subconscious, I didn't even know that this was what I was articulating in my mind. I didn't. I didn't even know how to articulate what I was going through, how I was feeling. I didn't know how to communicate it. It was just, you know, because to be honest, man, I, I had real friends, man. And the older that I get, man, I see much, I see much more, you know, um, how blessed I, I really was. I had like two separate cliques of friends. Ones that, you know, sold drugs and they was into that life. But they still wanted me to do the right thing. They still was like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't meet those. I knew cutthroat people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure that some of the people that I was cool with was cutthroat. But because of God, they always, like I, so many people would say, man, you don't belong out here. And it wasn't because I wasn't making money. I was. It wasn't because I wasn't down to do some of the stuff that they did. I did. You know what I mean? I was with it. You know what I mean? But I'd be out there, man, and God's Holy Spirit was still on me. <laughs> because the amazing thing as excuse me, y'all. I got a sip on my thousand dollar soda that I got from the movies. Thousand. Uh, but yeah, I had to take a loan out to get that soda. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, but I had to. You know, like I. In my testimony. Like I said, no matter which way I was going. God had people. There. <laughs> to keep me from going too far. When I did want to do crazy stuff, like I'll give you a story, man. I don't really like to be vague. Like I hate it when, you know what I'm saying, people are vague when they're trying to get a testimony because, <coughs> excuse me, for me, it's not just because I want to be nosy, but that's part of it. But, you know what I'm saying, like the thing of it is, is you don't know how effectual your testimony is when you tell the whole thing and you don't leave out parts you know what I'm saying I'm not saying because you got to go with wisdom on that right and you know God will lead you hey no no don't don't say this you know what I mean but just you know you know you can give this part because they'll be able to handle it and receive it so you do have to go with wisdom you can't just go out there and be just willy-nilly telling everybody um, your testimony if that's not something God told you to do, right? Sometimes he'll stop you. 
He stopped me a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? And the way that conversation went, because I was obedient, it went the way it was supposed to. So I can't even be mad at God. But he's perfect in wisdom in all things. So for me, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> as far as my testimony, man, like, let me get to it. All right. So I was getting ready to go somewhere else, man, but I'm all over the place, man. I'm feeling good, y'all. I know I just said it like four, five times, but yeah, I'm feeling good right now, you know, and um, basically, man, like, when my homeboys that was out there slanging, slanging drugs like me, man, you know, we'll go up there on the block, I'll meet them after school, and, you know, I'll be hustling on my days off. When I wasn't working. Because at first, um, you know, first I had a job. Like, it's backwards, really. My testimony is backwards. A lot of people were hustling because they couldn't get a job because maybe they done did something when they were younger. You know what I mean? Juvenile and stuff like that. So it was a little bit harder for employers to employ them because, you know, what they were in juvenile for was from violent tendencies. And you're dealing with the public. So I get that. <laughs> or, you know, some of us weren't really old enough to get a job yet. And this is crazy. <laughs> because I knew of guys that they had to take care of their grandparents. They lived in fixed income homes where they really didn't have enough money to survive. And um, you're not old enough to get a job yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you had to do what you had to do to make that bread. You know what I mean? Because all the other family members is out of town or, you know, maybe they there, but they just don't care, man. And uh, I know for a large part, it's going to sound like excuses because, um, you know, it's other things that we could have did. But when you're in the midst of it, I'm telling you, you think different. You really do. A lot of people can't understand why. You know, maybe women, for example, right? <clears throat> Stay in toxic relationships with guys that beat them every day, right? You know, and it's like, man, all you have to do, this so this joker goes to work every day. That's your time to leave. But unless you're in that relationship, man, and in that experience, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, why you in the midst of it, you really don't, you really don't know. You have no clue. None, man. And it's easy from the outside looking in to have an answer that theoretically works. But the reality of it is, is it, it just don't go like that sometimes. And it's for various reasons. And it's not to say that sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're absolutely correct. But, you know what I'm saying, we're not perfect. And that's where the confrontation and, you know, the the overall, you know, fight is. You know, because it's like, okay, yes, this could work, but you're dealing with a person that, <clears throat> you know, that what they what they feel is basically become their reality, man. And that's a hard conversation. Because yes, you could be right with your answer. 
But it could be at the wrong time and you know what I mean? The person can have the wrong mindset. You know what I mean? And you know, it's just a lot of stuff that could happen. It's just a lot of variables. I've learned to like try my best to not intervene and give a response to a question that wasn't asked to me. You know what I mean? I've learned that. I've learned that thoroughly. <clears throat> and the truth be told, I don't. A lot of times, man, I would always, you know, I try to be polite and just say, hey, you know, you mind if I say this or I say that and then I follow it up with, hey, man, I'm not judging you. Because I'm not. Because if I look at my own life and the failures, I, listen, man, like, when I was younger, even though I knew that wearing condoms was the right thing to do, right? You don't know this girl from Adam, but as a teenager, man, I hit so many women wrong, man. So many. No condoms. None. At all. And me and my cousins, man, we'll talk about it. And a lot of times, man, these girls ain't even asked for it. I mean, you put it on when they did, but you ain't really like it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like, man, like, really, a lot of women wouldn't even ask you to put on a condom, man. At all, man. <laughs> At all, man. You just do your do, man. And, you know, I don't even understand why some jokers get surprised about having a baby on the way. Like, man, you know you went up in there raw. You know the consequences. But, again, that's what I'm saying. When you when it goes back to that, man, when you're in the midst of things, man, you make the decisions, man. Everybody on the planet sometimes make the wrong decision. Everybody. Sometimes in their life. There's nobody that always made 100% of the time the correct position, the correct, I said position, um, the, the correct decision, <clears throat> 100% of the time. Even when you're trying your best to do the right thing, you can still make the wrong decision. I remember this one time, like, um, this lady <clears throat> was arguing with a guy. And, you know, from the outside, man, you know, because this guy was getting real aggressive, right? So I'm going to ask you this question, right? You know, you pull up in your car, you see a man and a woman getting into it. And the guy's getting very aggressive. He's all in her face. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> he's kind of tall. She's real short. And, um, you know, you can see that, you know what I'm saying, like she's, fearful what's the first thing as a man that you think yo 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 what's up dog hey man hold on man what you doing you know you're gonna try to get at the guy right but then you later find out that the reason why he was in her face like that was because he messed around with her for eight years and got married well, no, it was longer than that. They were together for, for 12 years. Right? Married for eight. 
And all this Joker's kids that he been raising ain't his. <laughs> like, dog, man, you know, like, not to say that <laughs> you all still allow him to, like, beat her up. But you'll be able to understand the frustration. And it taught me a lesson, man, like, listening to stories like that or seeing it in real time that basically it's nothing that I didn't learn before. I've always knew since I was young, hey, man. The old saying, and I know everybody, you know, a lot of people going to understand where I'm coming from when I say this or remember this old saying or a very version of it. Believe none of what you see and half of what you hear. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Because it can be so far from the truth, man. So far. Like that scenario that I was telling you about, man. On the outside looking in, you just pull it up in your car, man. You see this guy, you know, all up in this girl's face, man. Your assumption is, you know, like she's innocent. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, again, man, like when you assume, man, like. You really coming from. A space where. You know, the fact is really unknown to you. The facts are very unknown to you. And it's very dangerous to step inside that space. First of all, not thinking about the consequences that could happen afterwards. Secondly, without knowing all the facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the facts aren't there. Yes, the guy could have been lying. But if she ain't denying what he's saying and she up there crying, you know what I'm saying? Probably because she, he wasn't lying. But that's the thing. It's like, man, even with thinking with that, why is it that the man in that scenario is looked at as the uh, aggressor or um, not aggressor, but the antagonist, you know, at the time in a lot of those scenarios, you know what I mean? Like, because we innately, for a large majority of us, or a large portion of us, <clears throat> we tend to think that the girl is innocent and the man is guilty, subconsciously. Not all of us, but a lot of us do. Like, look at how I framed that story, though. You pull up in your car, you see a guy arguing with a girl, he's getting all aggressive, he's in her face. And what are you saying that the girl is doing? Oh, she's crying. You know what I'm saying? She's looking fearful. You automatically thinking that she's afraid for her life. And you don't even understand it. No, she's fearful of losing that relationship. She's fearful that, you know what I'm saying, that the truth has came out and he knows. That's really what she's afraid of. Because now she's going to have to go back to them kids that he's been raising all that time. And explain, hey, you know, your dad's not here because your dad's not actually your dad. This other guy is. And she don't want to deal with that. And it's, it's, it's frustrating to her. It's angering to him. And also frustrating. You know what I mean? Like, but again, like, that's a spiritual concept, though. Like, you know, we're not supposed to. 
judge things based upon what we see. We got to investigate. That's what Christ told us to do. You know, we're not to take man's word at face value. We really can't. Our lives depend on it. Right? You don't really know the intentions of another person. You really don't. You can think that you know. You can have an idea. But 50% you can be right. 50% you can be wrong. And that's the truth. The only way you will know whether you're right or wrong is based off of the information that you gather. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, man, but, and that's one testimony, man, like, as far as, you know, God has been there for me, man, and I've been doing stupid stuff. You know, having sex unprotected with a lot of women. I never caught an STD doing that, yo. At that time, yo, I'm like, I'm out there wilding. I remember it was a scare one time. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Hold up. And, you know what I mean, I went and got checked. And the lady was like, look, because this was back in the days, so, you know, it was like early 2000. See my homeboy in the clinic, right? And we seen this girl, I mean, her body was out of this world, y'all. I mean, really, her body was out of this world. And we had to catch ourselves. Like, dude, this is why you're in here. <laughs> the hormones, man. <laughs> Crazy, man. Didn't take accountability for our actions at all. And it was nothing but God, man. I refuse to believe that he just came with that idea. Because we were both locked in on her. She had sweatpants on, man. That thing was thinking. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I just was poking out there, man. And we was having ourselves a good old time looking at all that meat. And it was just like, yo. Like, wait. The reason why we're in here now is because we scared that, you know, the possibility of getting something. Which, you know, both of us, you know, we seen each other later on, man. And, you know, we was like clapping it up and dapping it up, you know, because we didn't catch anything. But back then you had to wait like a week or something like that. Well, basically she was like, we'll get to the, the lady that. You know, um, did my um, STD chat uh, test. Uh, she was like, man, you know, we'll get back to you at the end of the week. You know, no later than Friday. I went in there on a Saturday. And uh, you had to get there by a certain time because Saturdays, or you know, they, don't, they, were, they weren't open on a Sunday. But they closed early on a Saturday. And, you know, yeah, they were open Monday through Friday. But it was a free clinic. You just go down there, you get checked. You know what I'm saying? And back then, like I said, you know, like you go on a Monday, man, they say, hey, man, we're going to let you know by Friday. So I went on a Saturday. said, all right, man, we're going to let you know by Friday. If Well, they said specifically, if we give you a call, then that's how you know, you know what I'm saying, you got somebody. If, if, if it goes past Friday, you know what I'm saying, you ain't heard from us, you, you good. It's like, all right, cool. So it went past. And like Friday came, I remember, man, it felt like, uh, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm old, y'all. They call you back. And the lady called me back, and she was just like, yeah, Mr. Harris, everything looks great. You know what I'm saying? You you good? I was like, thank you, ma'am. Man, I went outside, seen like the sun was smiling at me, man. It was like, it was brighter. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, I was just feeling like a million bucks, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. 
You know what I'm saying? But I was scared. Though. I was shaking the dice, though, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if I did catch something, it wouldn't have been nobody but my fault. Nobody but mine. I couldn't blame the girl. You know what I'm saying? I was drinking at the time, but I couldn't blame the alcohol. It would have been nobody but my fault. You know what I'm saying? But God kept me, man. He kept me. Every time, yo. He kept me. Like, I remember having, you know, relations with a young lady, man, that I didn't know. You know what I mean? I, and we had it while she was, you know, on her period. Um, And, uh, you know, I was young, man. I didn't care, man. I, I just got hard. Excuse my language, y'all. <laughs> I'm getting old. Everybody got that uncle or auntie that just don't have no filter, man. They just say something, man. Back in my day, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but um, seriously, um, yeah, man, it was just, it was just like, man, um, I just thank God for that. And and other other things as well, man. Like a couple of my podcasts, I talk about some some of my um, testimonies, man, but. In my life, man, like, I've had situations where, like, for instance, I was getting robbed, man, and the guy that had the gun, he had a, he had a revolver, man. Them things don't jam. And this guy knew what he was doing. Like, basically, he was a known robber around an area that I was in. I didn't know about him because I came up from the other side of town. But people on that side, when I told the story and found out who he was, it was like, man, you know what, man? I'm, I'm surprised he's still alive. You know what I'm saying? He just, you know, he just shot people and everything. So, you know what I mean? And, you know, like, because I remember one guy was saying, well, the gun probably jammed if you had the wrong bullets. But if you're a professional, you're not putting the wrong bullets in there. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you do and you've been doing this for years, you're not doing that. You're not putting the wrong bullets in there, man. You know what I'm saying? The way he was trying to, like, you know, Shoot me, man. He's like, shoot him, shoot him. Like, his homeboy was there, too, man. And I ran both of them, man. I was gone, man. But, you know what I'm saying? And even with that situation, man, the gun would not go off, man. This man was perplexed. I can hear the conversation running from him. And it's just like the movies, y'all. Like, you know how, like, on the movies, or the old school movies, rather, when a guy's about to get shot and it's, like, slow motion, and, you know what I'm saying, he's about to die. You don't hear anything. And then you hit a bang, right? Except for me, it was quiet like that. It was just like I was running. I couldn't even hear my footsteps any longer. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't hear my, my breathing any longer. You know, the panting, because I was running for a little minute. You know what I'm saying? I ran two blocks. And uh, for a person that really wasn't working out at the time, man, you know, that was, yeah, I was skinny, but I won't, you know, well, I mean, I was more in shape. You know, I was young. So your body was more resilient. But, you know, I remember, man, like, I remember just full adrenaline. I don't know if it's because of the adrenaline. I think it is. But everything else was quiet. You didn't hear any birds. You didn't hear no cars. You know what I mean? And uh, so for anybody that's wondering, like, what that experience is like when you're in a situation like that, and I've heard other people say the same thing, too. So uh, I'm not going to say a standard, but uh, for me, it was like everything went quiet. And, you know, 
the gun would not go off. I can hear these guys talking. You know what I mean? Like, while they're chasing after me, get to this house. Long story short, you know, uh, or basically just the backstory, man. You know, I just happened to go to a girl's house. I was going to a girl's house. We already set it up. You know, while I was in school, I was in high school. She was going to braid my hair. And um, she just told me to make sure that it was out. It was all planned for, you know, Saturday morning. She lived not far from me, but it was on the other side of the town. And, like, it's a street where these two sides of town, like, kind of intersect. So you got, you got, uh, it's, it's still, like, considered north side, but it's a different side, right? So on the north side in Virginia, in Richmond, where I'm from, you got Metal Bridge. And Metal Bridge divides... Highland Park from Providence Park. So, um, you know, that's where I was at. So, you know, again, while I'm running, I ran to this girl house that was supposed to be braiding my hair. She happened not to be there. Um, her mom wouldn't let me in. I'm banging on the door. I'm telling her, like, look, 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 man. These, these people are trying to kill me, man. Like, please let me in. She's like, get out in front of my door before I call the police. I tell her, go ahead, call the police, man. I was scared. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Yeah, call him. Just in case he figured out what the problem was and banged it. You know what I'm saying? But it was weird because, you know, I don't know where he turned off at, but he stopped chasing me. And the only reason why I knew that was because this tall guy was coming down the street. And that's the reason why I know that God had his hand in that, you know, and that it wasn't just the, the, the gun jamming. This tall, dark-skinned guy... You know, he had a beard, he had a, not a beard, he had a uh, mustache, you know what I mean, a little, you know, he didn't even have a goatee, man, the, the rest of his face was clean shaven, bald head, this guy had to be like six something, right, at the time, I think I was like five, seven, I grew since then, but, you know, I think it was like five, seven, five, six, <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, man, you see anybody like, you know, down the street, no, you know, and um, I mean, in the direction that you're going, he said, no, nah. and uh, so I was like, hey, man, you mind if I walk with you? He said, no, so I was walking with this guy, and, you know, we had started conversating, man, and I ain't even paying no mind, man, look, this is how dense I was, y'all, a lot of guys are dense too, man, but this is my dense moment. So I ain't even pick up on all of the peace that I was feeling. I, I even remember like, dang, I feel all this peace. I forgot that I was just getting robbed. That's how peaceful I felt, yo. And that is very unusual. Stuff like that don't happen. So we walking, we talking, we laughing, having a good time. I still remember what he had on. He had on the cargo jeans like they were blue. You know, that usually like painters were wearing. He had on his uh, shirt, dark blue. And it was a Sherwin. And I forget what the name of the company was. But basically, it's a company out in Richmond, Virginia. I don't know where they're originally from, but I know it's here in Richmond. And they used to be real popping back in the days. But walk, talk, man, we was laughing. I remember going to the part where I, you know, like, that's the part that, you know, well, 
at that time, I remember, you know, and I looked down the street to see if I see the guys who was coming across the street or we were walking past the street that, you know, the guy came from. There was nobody there, right? And so we get to the corner. I lied to you not, y'all. I took four steps and I thought about it. I'm like, dang, I ain't even thanked the man. He was gone. This man was six something. He had a little gut. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had boots on. With paint on him. Paint on his pants. His shirt was kind of on the clean side, but... <coughs> you know, big hands. I still remember his face. You know what I mean? Like, he... he like I said, he was bald-headed. He had some gray hairs in his uh, eyebrows and, and, his, and his mustache. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, still majority black. It was, uh, what do they call it? You know, salt and pepper look. He, uh... You know, like, uh, again, like, when we got to the corner, the closest car from where he was was 10 steps. You had a, I want to say, like, maybe a 30, 30 steps away from the nearest house on this side, on the same side of the street that we were on. I mean, on the side, on the side of the street that we were on. And if you cross the street, like, there was no way with four steps this man could have got across the street or to that, that car without me hearing him starting to run. I was right beside him. You didn't see him anywhere. I, I looked, man. I, look, I even looked at, looked at the car. I looked at the house. I was like, man. And the crazy thing about it, man, like this whole time, a car didn't come down that street. And anybody that lives in Richmond, they know Metal Bridge. You know, that's, that's a street that a lot of people travel on, man. On that side of town. So it was highly unusual. You know what I mean? It was highly unusual. I, I even went to the middle of the street looking to see if I could see across the street if he was, you know, hiding between a car. He was not there, y'all. Was not there. Disappeared. I didn't even see, because, like, at the corner, when we got to the corner, it was a lot of dirt, right? It was no Hunt Avenue, too. That's the street that we were coming down. It was nothing but dirt. It was no grass. You know how, like, what they have the sidewalk and it's grass? Nah, it was dirt right there, yo. No boot prints. I only saw my own boot prints because, you know, like I said, I took, well, to be more specific, he went left and I went right. You know what I'm saying? I, I never got a chance to, like, thank him. He disappeared, man. No boot prints in the, in the, in the dirt. Nowhere. It was just my prints in the sand and... He actually turned off and started walking to the left before I started to, to walk to the right. You see what I'm saying? So he just stepped off the pavement. No blueprints, y'all. I remember looking. None. None. It was no physical representation that he was there at all. But I had my, my prints in the, in, the, in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? So back to what I was saying. At the end of the day, God protected me, man. And what I want to end it with is, like, just to tie it all in together, man. Your obedience is beautiful to God. But it can also be beautiful in your life. You don't have to always get money. Like, I, I used to wonder what it feels like when people be like, man, I just feel blessed because I always wanted the material. Just to be transparent. 
I wanted to material. Like, I wanted to receive something for doing something good. And the Bible does say that for those that diligently seek after the Lord, know that he is a rewarder of them that do that. So it's okay to expect that. But, man, God is way bigger than a realm of material. And his blessings are very, very, so far exceedingly better than what money can buy you, man. Or or whatever the material thing, an outfit, whatever it is that you feel like. And so I just want to end with that, man. And like, you know, from both sides, God will protect you. You know what I mean? Like if you're going through something and you feel like you can't make it, you don't know what you're going to do next. God will protect you. And then the other part of it is, is man, your obedience, man. Be obedient, man. The gift that you'll receive on the end of it, man. You know, I'm telling you, man, it's it's superior in every way. Like I said, man, I've been feeling good, man, this whole day. I thank the Lord for it. I feel like I was very productive. So with that having been said, you guys, thank you for listening to me. Hopefully I didn't offend anybody. But my my wish is for us all to change in exchange for a better us, to be better people. So with that being said, y'all, peace.